This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Toby Cavalli of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, we're checking in with uh, Jeremy Anderson of Jones Guide Service. Uh, a lot of people know him as Jonesy, but right now, Jeremy, I mean, it's November, so you're in full Mr. A mode, aren't you? I am in full Mr. A mode. We've gotten through two months of school, getting to know my kids that I see all day, every day, very well, and got a lot of kids that like the outdoors, hunting, fishing, a lot of girls hunt. I think I have more girls that deer hunt than boys. Really? So that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that's pretty common every year, too. And so we, uh, it, it was a slow deer weekend. I usually put pictures up, have them either text me, email me pictures, or just bring a picture in, and we put it up on the wall. But uh, we've only got a few this year, so hopefully things change. <laughs> yes, well, we'll talk some about that. I was just curious, uh, uh, what, what, what's your subject that you teach again? I teach reading, language, and then three social studies. Oh, wow. I don't teach math and science, yep. So <laughs> I, I'm not part of a three-person team in fifth grade. Okay. So my kids go to other teachers for math and science, and then I see their kids for social studies. So my whole afternoon is social studies. So what what are you guys uh, what are you studying right now in social studies? We are on we do about almost two months of Native American stuff. We're in fifth grade we have American history up to the Civil War. Okay. So we start with all the earliest people and their groups and civilizations and yeah we're we're heading through our whole Native American unit. We're just doing the Plains people right now and we're doing stuff about the buffalo and. Good times. All right. So how much fishing do you get in once school starts? Uh, not as much. I mean, you know, with the three kids, it makes it a little harder. They're in activities. you got to run them places. Um, I used to go out quite a bit. I go out after school some nights, especially September. Uh, it starts getting harder this time of year, but next week I'm actually looking at the weather if you plan everything right and leave right away and sometimes even pull your boat to school and go right away, you can get, you know, enough time in, especially when it's so cold. Sometimes you can only spend about an hour and a half, two hours, and, <laughs> you know, when it's yeah. 35 degrees out, I mean, it's, it, can be, it can be tough. Even people that ice fish, it, it feels different in open water. <laughs> There's something about that open water, and the, it, it must be like kind of a, humid, wet, cold, it goes right through your clothes, and it's more your hands than anything, even if you have gloves on. Right. But I've, I've done it my whole life. I mean, my dad and my brother fished yesterday Ugh. in the boat, so um, I would have loved to have been out there with them. I'm, I'm plotting to try to fish today, honestly. It's a little warmer today, so um, trying to figure out a way to get out after school today, I think I have time to be able to do that. So... so. Uh, do you do any guiding this time of year, or is it just fun fishing at this point? It's all fun fishing. I guided through September, and usually for me, that's about it, and I usually do it after school. I try to leave, you know, I start to try to leave weekends open. Uh, kind of like you said, you're busy, you don't, you know, you don't have as much light. I just try to get some fun fishing in this time of year. If it's warm enough, take the, a kid or two with. If not, just go with friends or a lot of times my dad and and my brother, if I can, and 
that's about it. I'm, I'm always thinking fishing. I'm trying to get out all the time. It's just <laughs> trying, trying to navigate through life right now to figure out how to do make it happen. Well, I know last week you uh, it was felt it was a couple of guides uh, fishing together, uh, you and Mr. Durham out on Big Sand. Yeah, how how'd that go? Yeah, yeah. So when when you were talking to him right when we got in the boat, it felt pretty good out. It was my truck said thirty six when we pulled into the access, and the the sun was actually out for a little bit, and we were doing. I guess a lot of people refer to it as fishing memories. You know, we knew we only had about an hour, 45 minutes until it got dark. And we just, let's go to this spot, this spot, this spot. We looked for bait. The first spot when he was still talking to you, there was nothing there. We pulled up. And as soon as, if anybody knows Big Sand, we kind of came out of the access bay part. Kind of, It's kind of an arm on the south end of the lake. Mm-hmm. And we turned the corner and the wind was coming like crazy. And it got overcast, and it's almost like a front blew through, and it got super cold. Like, I, I can stand about anything, It and, and now I know why. I got back to my truck. It was 26. Oh. So it dropped 10 degrees while we were on the water. Um, Jason got one nice walleye on the biggest minnow we had in the live well. He had to feed it for 45 seconds, and uh, it was almost, I think it was over 21 inch, so a nice fish. Yeah. Um, but that's the only bite we had. We were... We found fish and we found bait. It took us a little while, um, so we actually sat on them for about a half hour, and that—that's the only fish that actually committed that night. But I—I I could see why with the way the weather turned. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's all spots we fished our whole life, and you know, just kind of we know kind of a—you could call it a milk run of these are the you know the main spots. And when you only have so much time, you can't go searching a lot. You got to kind of have an idea in your mind and go fish those areas quickly be efficient (laughs) yeah yeah you do not want to yeah you're not going to dally around uh this time of year no no and and this time of year everybody knows that's why people fish in the fall when you find them they're schooled up and when we finally saw a little bit of bait there were piles of fish we just you know it just was one of those days they weren't super active they were just the one he had bite just was hanging he just had to feed it forever and ever and ever. So, overall, how would you describe uh, fall fishing in the uh, Park Rapids area this year? Has it been good? It's it's been hot and cold, and I think it's hot and cold because of the weather changes. You know, the extremes. It was the weather got really cold in September for a while, and then it got really hot. It's almost like how the last time I talked to you, how the summer started. Yeah, you know, we had the late ice out, but then it got. In early June, I got hot so fast. So I was out at the end of September, a week apart, guiding. And from one week to the next, the water had dropped 11 degrees on the same lake. Oh. Um, that That's almost too fast. You want it to drop slowly and steadily in the fall. That's usually when I start having really good bites. But it, it's almost like it was, it was too much. And then it got really hot. You know, it got up right around 70, I think, for quite a few days and... That almost did the opposite then, as it does a lot in the fall. It made the fish kind of shut down. And I know it depends on which species you're after. Um, but if you're fishing walleyes, usually they're, you know, you want it every, you want everything to kind of be, you know, either steadily warming up or steadily cooling down, like a little more consistent. These extremes kind of make it tough. But yeah, there were, I got on a few pretty good bites, and I think you've, understand by now our area the bass fishing is what 
is, is our best thing we have going, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Um, smallmouth bass are, if you know the lakes in the fall, you can, you can put a lot of fish in the boat and a lot of big fish. And it, it's crazy. And, I, you know, I, the more I fish, I understand why they've shut off smallmouth bass. You know, the, you have to, it becomes catch and release. Is mm-hmm. because of how much they school up. I mean, it's it's crazy when you find them, how many you can catch and how many big fish you can catch. Mm. But but the largemouth are you know, largemouth are still going. There were two boats that had access this morning, and I know one was fishing largemouth because they you know the the monsters bite this time of year. You mm-hmm. might not get as many bites, but you got a chance at something just ridiculously big. How the panfish bite been? Um, I know some people, you know, it's kind of that, that time of year when some people go and find crappies in their wintering holes, uh, just like you'd find in the winter in a deep basin, you know, 25 to 40 feet or, you know, depending on the body of water. Uh, but there are some bites, and Jason and I just talked about this when we were in the boat. There's a few lakes we know. We have really good shallow bites uh, when lakes turn over and it gets cold and you know, middle of October, we can go find big crappies school up in like six to 10 feet on weed flats. If you can find some green coontail, especially at least on the lakes we're, we're fishing and talking about. And it's, it's pretty crazy how many big crappies like you can catch in these spots. And I know a lot of people talk about those deep wintering holes, but maybe it's just a park rapids area thing. I don't know, but a lot of our lakes have this the same bite we're talking about, shallow crappies, which a lot of people don't think of happening, and, you know, just swimming a jig, or even we've caught them on shiner minnows fishing for walleye. That's when we started doing it. They're, you know, they're big enough crappies. They'll eat a whole big shiner minnow or, you know, a red tail that we've got on, and um, it's a really fun way to catch them, and they're the average size. It's like, where are these crappies the rest of the year? Um, <laughs> But it's it's pretty fun. It's a it's my favorite way to catch them. I like to fish shallow, so it's fun to fish with a jig and have these fish tattoo your bait, you know. And then you'll catch some bass mixed in or a pike or something. So that makes it even more fun. I haven't heard much about bluegills. I I didn't fish bluegills this fall at all, but I know it's a good time, like all species, to catch big ones. What would you say you've been fishing for mostly this fall? This fall, it seems like walleyes. I, you know, in the fall when you're guiding it, everybody wants walleyes for good reason. Yeah. Um, and then when I've gone fun fishing, I literally fish areas or lakes that it's multi-species. I mean, you're kind of, I kind of want a few walleyes to eat <laughs> for the family, but, you know, you get out there, you kind of get a feel for things. And if it's not what you're thinking or, you know, it seems like the bite's a little off for walleyes, usually you'll put a bunch of bass in the boat. And I got on a smallmouth bite this fall that was really really good on a very small lake and we just caught smallmouth like it was like a feeding frenzy and so then next thing you know that's what we're just going to do this today and just keep catching these big smallmouth because it's so much fun (laughs) what what are you throwing at the walleyes right now um when you know there's a couple different things we do and if i go tonight i'm going to fish shallow the lake i'm going to there's two Basically two spots I fish that I've caught them my whole life in like 8 to 15 feet. And, 
you kind of you know kind of fish an edge that drops fairly quickly and there's perch all over and sometimes I think it's even on one of the spots I think it's a spot where like the ciscos and tulipy come up and spawn because I've had some awesome bites but just a jig and a minnow jig and a rainbow jig and a fathead this time of year those minnows are pretty good size shiners obviously red tails but even sucker minnows um, if you can find get the biggest sucker minnows you can not maybe not like musky size but you know like the five to six inch sucker minnows even up to seven on a lindy rig um, some of the lakes like on big sand we pull those out deep on lindy rigs and we catch a lot of walleyes on sucker minnows out there not that the other minnows wouldn't work but it seems like you if you use the really big sucker minnows you can catch you know bigger walleyes and and walleyes on those sucker minnows out there um and you're, you're spending less if you like that right now with the, the how expensive everything is yeah um but creek chubs red tails on lindy rigs shiners fat heads and rainbows on a jig i mean i'll Right. My my best bites in the fall up shallow. I haven't needed more than a rainbow. I'll put bigger minnows on in the same area. It's you know you just got to find the biting fish, and it doesn't seem like it matters up shallow. Out deeper, it seems like bigger minnows seem to get more bites. But that's just my experience. Um, other people might have different opinions or different, you know, depending on the lake or the situation, the ways they like to catch them. But yeah, over thirty years of 40 years of fishing around here. That's that's how, how what we figured out works the best. Checking in with Jonesy today. Jeremy Anderson of Jones Guide Service got a lot more to cover, including some hunting talk. Next. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. The pride of Park Rapids Middle School, Mr. A, Jeremy Anderson, a.k.a. Jonesy of Jones Guide Service, my guest today. We will be talking hunting a little bit down the road, but uh, let's continue with fishy talk for the moment. Are there any particular lakes that tend to be good fall lakes in your area, or is it all of them? Yeah, it's funny you say that. We talk about that a lot. We kind of... You know, again, you don't have as much time, it seems like, especially, you know, like Jason and I or some of the other teachers that guide, you know, you're back into the school and fall's a busy time of year at school trying to get everything taken care of and get your routine set with the kids. And But it seems like we have our go-to fall lakes. I know down here you can't go wrong going to one of the crowing, one of the lakes on the crowing chain, and that's for all species. Um, crowings aren't huge. I mean, they range in 11th crowing in Akeley is the largest crowing, close to 800 acres, down to, I think, 10th crowing is only 180 or something, and then everywhere in between. But they have really good populations of all species, and those are lakes where you can catch, like, they don't get really deep except for um, 
11th crowing in Akeley gets like 80 feet deep. The rest of them, it's like you're lucky if you get 30 feet out of them. But they have lots of forage and big bass, big pike, lots of walleyes for the size of the lakes, and they seem to do well. Otherwise, you know, big sand, fish hook, potato, some of the main lakes you'll fish all summer. One lake that we talk about a lot, and I'm sure it's really good, but for whatever reason, all the, you know, my family, friends, we don't fish Long Lake a lot in the fall. Long Lake is a probably one of our best walleye lakes year in and year out, but I don't know if we just choose not to or maybe we need to go out there more and learn it a little bit. <laughs> um, it just seems like a lake we don't choose to go in the fall. It's really good all summer. You know, it gets 135 feet deep, and right. it seems like, you know, the, the water's a little more stained. So in July, you can you can catch them in the middle of the day, and it just seems like it gets hit. You know, we go there more between June and August, and then it all, I don't know why, you know. And I'm sure there's there's probably some people out there that fish in the fall just grinning because they're the only ones out there. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say any of our lakes, even the smaller lakes, like I mentioned, the crowing chain, but, you know, if you get to learn the lakes, learn a, one or two spots even on a lake where they really school up in the fall, you can have some of the best fishing of the year, and that's why... A lot of us are willing to go out when it's 35, 40 degrees, or even, you know, last year I went out, it was high of 24 one day and had really good fishing. We just couldn't fish that long. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's freezing up. You know, the line in your reel's freezing up, and, you know, it freezes up worse than ice fishing. And I, you know, from the, just the humidity with the open water, I think, but well, it's a, it's that's a, why we go out. It's an early uh, prediction, but uh, the what I'm hearing next week's supposed to be back in the 50s for several days, so let's hope. I I saw that, and I, I'm telling you right now, I'm already a little upset. I would like to go. I have conferences Monday and Wednesday night, and those oh. two days are supposed to be over 50, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but you can't predict. Yeah, usually you can't predict that. I usually don't care. It's a good time of year to have conferences in my mind. But, yeah, now you're looking at the forecast thinking, what the heck? Oh, but man. I in, in my experience, like I told you, it's also all of a sudden a big warm-up in the fall kind of, you know, it's gorgeous out. You want to be out, but then the fishing's not as good usually. But right. it's still good to get out. I don't care what, you know, the conditions. Chase and I just thought, you know, the other night when he was talking to you on the phone, we're just like, it is just so nice to be out here as we're sitting just just freezing with the wind <laughs> hitting us right in the face. But we, we didn't care. It was just, we were just happy to be out, and we don't get to fish together hardly at all. Yeah. So it was all, also good to be out together and talking about, you know, old times and some of the, we started talking about the old legends of our area that we grew up looking up to and learning how to fish from and how they're all getting a lot older and, you know, even some of them have passed away and yeah. just kind of reminiscing about that too. Well, at least I'm not getting older. I'm glad for that. Um, no, you don't age at all. You're, you've stayed the same age. That's right. That's right. It's just everybody <laughs> else is getting older. I, I get it. So are you, a, are you a hunter, too, or just an angler? I am a hunter. I actually love to duck hunt. I haven't duck hunted in four or five years. Oh, no. For various reasons. Yeah. You know, I had, I'm 44 years old. I had a kid, my, our last, our third child. Sam, he's four years old now. Well, that really put a kink in duck hunting. But duck hunting hasn't been as good for me around here. Some of the areas I used to duck hunt, there's now houses there. Sure. And, you know, I don't have time to just, you know, I don't, I, let's say I, I have time, but I try to fish. I don't make the time to go out and learn 
new water, find where ducks are. And, um, so that's, that's partly on me, but I, that is my favorite, but I deer hunt every year. And I did deer hunt this last weekend. And that's, uh, I do enjoy deer hunting. I like being in the woods. I think about fishing a lot when I'm in the deer stand, but I like to, <laughs> you know, I love the idea of deer camp and the camaraderie with your family and friends and talking to people that are hunting and comparing stories and notes of stuff that happens. You know, I do like it. It's not my number one passion, but I do enjoy it and I don't want to ever give it up. Okay. Um, but a lot of times, and we didn't this last weekend, but a lot of times my dad and I will hunt till 11 or noon and we'll go in for lunch quick and then we'll go fishing from, 1.30 to, let's say, 3, 3.30 for a couple hours, and then literally pull the boat to where we hunt and just walk out and sit in our stand for the evening hunt. Oh, wow. I mean, we've, we've done this. Yeah, we've done this our whole life, and we haven't done it for years. We used to go musky fishing a lot. Our, where we hunt is only about a seven, eight-minute drive from Mantrap. And so Mantrap's a great musky lake. It's great in the fall. And we go float around for an hour and a half, two hours, and honestly, we used to have fairly good luck. Um, you know, every, we got a muskie about, probably about once, one out of every two times out when we'd hunt or uh, fish during deer hunting. And a lot of times it was on a big sucker minnow, which a lot of people know, dragging around a huge sucker minnow. And we had our areas where we knew we've caught them before. And yeah, we'd see, we actually have seen a couple times while we're out fishing during deer hunting, we actually have seen hunters up on the shore on man trap and seen deer down by the water and they don't see the deer. And like we're watching the hunter and the deer escape the hunters and they're going opposite ways. It's, it was pretty comical to watch that because man trap has a lot of high hills and the hunters would be at the top of the hill yeah. and the deer would be walking along the edge of the water, hiding, you know, ducking way down. It's just like, look at that. <laughs> Now we know what we're missing when we're out hunting too. <laughs> There's deer baiting us all the time. Did you did you get your deer? I did not. I am fairly picky. I'm the only one in my family. My three kids, my wife, they don't eat deer meat. At least my kids don't at this point. I've tried making it different ways. I think my son probably will. He eats about most things, so I'll have to get him going. Uh, they will eat like deer sticks, but as far as like the steaks and some of the other things, they're just not steaks and chops they're just not into that yet so i i'm pretty choosy i did see 11 on saturday um nothing big a lot of spikes forks mixed in and some smaller does but yeah i didn't see anything sunday which is kind of crazy where i hunt we do see we're lucky enough and see a lot of deer i mean if anybody knows park rapids area's got lots of numbers of deer and so i'm i'm lucky i get to be choosy and you know, hunting is all about hunting at morning and evening and usually fishing during the day. Well, I think I'll we'll probably make it out fishing this weekend a couple times during hunting like we usually do. All right. Well, good luck when you get out there, sir. Yes, and stay safe, right? Absolutely. That's one of the keys to hunting. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of bullets flying out there. That's right. That's right. Well, before I uh, send you back into the school, uh, you have time for a Fast Five? I do have time for a fast five. All right, Jeremy Jonesy Anderson, fast five. What's up? Fast five. Question number one. Growing up, when you got home from school, you hadn't 
to do your chores and do all your homework, and then you got to watch a little TV. What was the go-to TV show? What was your favorite? DuckTales, for sure. <laughs> do you have yeah, a... Unique situation. We, we uh, My grandma lived three or four blocks from the school in Nevis, and my brother and I and a few of my cousins, we went there for breakfast every morning and then after school every day. And then we just walked to school from there. So it was kind of a kind of a unique situation. But yeah, DuckTales every day for a couple of years there. We knew. There were other shows in between, but I know DuckTales was our favorite. Do you have a go-to now? Go-to now? I don't know. My kids watch, you know, a number of shows. I don't really have a... You're talking cartoons or well, I'm just, just any I'm just show. talking for you. Do you have a show you need that you're, <laughs> you're watching on a regular basis these days? Yeah, I'm a... I'm the guy now, I don't watch a lot of TV, but if I get time alone, I basically try to watch fishing shows. <laughs> and that's that's not even a lie, that's just, I just don't like a lot of other stuff, so I I uh, just try to find a fishing show or two, and you know, I, just, I just enjoy watching them. Okay. Question number two, besides fishing and hunting, what is your favorite sport? Baseball. I like hockey, basketball, football, but baseball's always been out of the the major sports my favorite. Right. I coached baseball for years. I played for a long time. I played town team until I was thirty. Um, it's wow. still the sport I I gravitate towards. So, okay, uh, how are you feeling about the Twins for next year? We'll see. I'm I'm always optimistic. I mean. We'll see what happens with some of our, if they move some players, like thinking Buxton-wise, mm-hmm. are they going to give up on them? What are they going to do? Um, we'll have to see. I I don't want to say too much. I'm fairly opinionated about some things, but we don't need to get into that right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number three. I'm guessing you do both, but uh, what are you going to choose between hard water or soft water? Soft water. Yeah? I do. I fish a lot. I do enjoy it. But the, the ease and the freedom and everything you have in a boat, just go anywhere, spot to spot, you know. Ice fishing is a little harder to do that, even though I have a snowmobile now and can move around. I just, I just like the idea of always moving to find the fish for ice fishing. It's a lot more work. You can do it, but it's, yeah, the ice fishing is more relaxing in some ways. It's just great to be outside. But, yeah, stop water. All right. Question number four. It's your last meal on planet Earth. What are you having? Uh, probably just a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> Keep it simple. What are you Can't throwing? Can't go wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah. What all goes on that bacon cheeseburger? Uh, not much besides, I mean, ketchup, mustard, maybe, maybe some pickles. Okay. Pretty plain. All right. Well, if they have a special, like, French fry sauce or some kind of, you know, at certain places they sometimes have something else they put on there. Something mixed with mayonnaise or ranch or something. Usually I'll dunk into that or add that, but I don't need that. Okay. And finally, question number five, are you a pop drinker? I am. What's your go-to? Liquid gold Mountain Dew. 
liquid gold. <laughs> That's what I call it. I I know it's not good for you. I try not to drink pop, but Mount Dew and or Coke are my go-tos. But Mount Dew's number one. But I've tried to. I usually try to have one a week. I haven't had one in. Well, I did have one over deer hunting weekend, but it's, otherwise I've been doing one about every two weeks. Oh wow! Just trying to make it a just trying to make it a special thing. Well, Jonesy, uh, I'm sure that uh, you're probably willing to take some uh, bookings for next year already if people are planning their uh, Park Rapids area vacations, right? Absolutely. I got you know I've got a couple already booked of people that just tell us tell me the week they're going to be here the next year. But yeah, otherwise everything's pretty wide open for the next next summer and fall so how do, how do we get booked with you best way is to either text me or call my cell phone my number is 218-252-0957 all right he's jeremy anderson aka mr a aka jonesy of jones guide service great having him on the show as always hey jonesy had a great conversation today thanks for being here thanks kevin always fun to be on keep doing the show i love it bum, bum.